To Attack of the Querwolf. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hi. Hi. Little baby Brennan's sick. Yeah. He's got a migraine. Mm-hmm. The worst. Mm-hmm. So he won't be here with us tonight. I went to the doctor this week mm-hmm. because I was at Universal. Um, hi, Chelsea. I'll do, I'll do a proper Hi. intro in a second. <laughs> Chelsea Stardust is here, everybody. And I'm going to do a proper intro because I love you so much. Um, but that, you know, you've been to Universal, right? Mm-hmm. Horror Nights? Have you been no, to Horror Nights? Okay, no. so they have a tunnel now where you I like bet. walk from one end of the park to the other. That used to be like you'd take a like oh, a tram oh, yeah, yeah. to go down to that area where there was mazes. Now they have like a scare zone there. And I've talked about this before. It's all strobe lights. Oh. So like mm. I instantly was like, I'm going to barf. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I mm-hmm. saw them. And then, of course, for like 20 minutes, like in it actually fucked for like a day. I was like physically affected by these strobe lights. And my doctor is like, you probably have some form of like migraine issue Mm -hmm. and it triggers a migraine and you just don't know that it's a migraine. And so I was telling him it's like happened while watching TV and he's like, that's a migraine. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you need to go to like a head specialist. I want you to go see like a a neurologist. Anyway, get better, Brennan. (laughs) (laughs) So you've heard her already here tonight. I usually write like a really nice intro for guests. And I was like trying to write one for Chelsea. And I was just like, you know what? You love her so much. And everyone already knows that. And she's worked for Jason Blum. And everyone already knows that. And she's amazing. And everyone already knows that. And she had two movies come out this year. One named All That We Destroy that's still airing on Hulu right now. Just ranked second out of all of the Into the Dark movies by Bloody Disgusting, yeah. as it should be. Maybe it should be one. She just had her second feature film drop on VOD, and it's still in select theaters. It's called Satanic Panic from Fangoria. It's a wild ride. It's fun. We've talked about it on here so much. But more importantly, she's, I'm like going to cry. I love you so <laughs> much. She's like an amazing person, an amazing friend, a person that completely changed my life two years ago just by showing you what generosity is and true. Fr- oh my God, I'm crying and true friendship is. I love her so much. If I keep going, I'm going to start sobbing. Everybody Chelsea Stardust. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're going to yes. make me cry. I love you so much. I am so honored and happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so me. glad you're here. <laughs> oh my God, Michael. <laughs> I love Chelsea so much. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea's the, the best. Oh. The love is so real. Chelsea and I got to, write a pilot together last year. And let me tell you what a great experience. It was amazing. Unfortunately, it didn't go forward. It didn't, but it was a great experience. Yes. And the exercise was worth it. It really was. And we got to do it with like a friend of hers. We made some money and we made some money and we got to work with the network. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I kind of like want to tell people what it's about because I think they would fucking flip. I actually just showed the deck that we made that was supposed to be like super secret. I actually just showed a bunch of students at my college. Oh my God. Because they wanted to see it was like a visual storytelling class and it was in a lecture hall. So like 
a hundred students. And it Chelsea's was very like intimidating. a deck master. <laughs> she puts together these really great lookbooks, character lookbooks and stuff. Well, that's what they wanted to look at. They wanted to look at lookbooks and I showed Sizzle Reel, the one like we have a Sizzle Reel. Um, and I showed uh, uh, that deck and just to give them like a bunch of different. Was it know. the w- final one that we did with Alex or was it the first one you did? It was the final one. And then I showed the one for Stranger, like so they could see sort of different formats uh-huh. and things like that. So yeah. I miss, people love the right. Wait, is this show. happening? Like what, what's, and I was like, oh boy, it's like, I can't, I can't talk about it. It hurts my heart. No. Yeah. All I can <laughs> tell you guys is that Chelsea and I wrote a pilot for the CW that they passed on, but it was a one hour horror comedy. And it was like, a, there's really no other way to put it. It was like a new take on the final girl. Yeah. Like a r- true new take on the final girl. Yeah. It was really fun. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And they really it. loved it. They did. They said they loved it. They just didn't have room for it. One day. One, one day. day it'll find a home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll put it out in the ether. We'll just put it out, put the script <laughs> yeah. online one day. <laughs> Ryan Turk loved the script. He did. And that's like true. Yeah. So um, anyway. Yes. I feel like you and I are having like a friendship conversation <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> yeah. So let's bring the rest of the world into this discussion. <laughs> What's everyone been watching? Nay. Uh, Reading, I, doing. <laughs> yeah. I watched. Oh, what's the name of that? Come back to me. Okay. I have a list. Yeah. Do you want me to read come my list? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what like, is what's come the, back yeah. to me? Yeah. No, come I back I love to the me. title. I was like, yeah, what's that? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that. Um, I have to keep a list because I'm watching so many things that it's hard for me to just I don't know remember. how you do it. I don't. You and know, you listen to tons either. of podcasts and you read. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And you work all the time. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not sure where I'm like manifesting this time from. <laughs> Um, but let me talk about what I'm like currently watching. Um, I'm watching the new season of Dragula, which Mm. I'm living for. Michael Verratti. Yeah. Special shout out. Um, I'm watching the terror, the new season. Oh, I want to, I want to start from the first season, but it doesn't matter. Right. Cause it's an anthology. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, the new season. Have you heard of the terror? Oh, it's, it's an anthology horror series on AMC. The first season was like on a boat. Yeah. Like during like the 1700s. And this season it's Uh-oh. set in <laughs> and then this season it's set in the Japanese internment camps during World War II. Yeah. And George Takei. I think George yeah. Takei came up with this season. Yeah. Or was I was like so. partly I responsible. He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just finished the final season of Legion, which was incredible. And I'm not like a big superhero world person mm-hmm. but legion was like a very special show. Oh my God, um, do you watch all that? I know. Uh, <laughs> I loved the I loved Mindhunter. I finished yes. that new season. Loved it. That's so good. Um, and I'm also watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO because oh. I need something like to take my mind off everything else. Uh-huh. Um, and I also finished the newest season of Glow. And I'm a nice. big fan of Great British Baking Show as well. I've been watching that too. I need to turn. My Have you watched that at all? No. It is like the no. nicest show on television. I love how everyone helps each other and how sweet <laughs> they all are. Yeah. But I'm watching, so Netflix has seven collections, they call them for some reason on there. And they're like out of order. Oh, really? So like the first three seasons aren't on there. So the collection one is actually season five of the show. Yes, now I know what you're talking about. And it's like, Brian and I watched that first, and collection two is actually season four. So like even in those two seasons, you can see like kinks that they like Mm -hmm. smoothed out. The two comedians that like essentially host the show are fucking hilarious. Oh, I know. 
I love them. Love them so and I love much. both the judges, especially the older woman. Yeah. She reminds me, she's like a grandma that loves baking, but she's like a master baker, like world renowned. Mary? Mary. Mary. Love yeah. her. Love her. Every time she bites into something, I'm Scrummy. like, she is going <laughs> to bitch somebody out, but she never does. She never does. Um, it's, but it's like the nicest show. It makes you feel so good about life because yeah. everyone on the show is so supportive of each other. Yeah. And they like get upset when somebody get, gets kicked off, even though that's part of the show. <laughs> Yeah, they all hug each other. They help yeah, each other. Yeah, they like it's cry so and they're like, "Don't leave." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really sweet. sweet. It's cute, it's like cute. legit cute. Yeah, it's just nice to see something like that that mm-hmm. you can just enjoy. And- Brian and I have been watching that a lot lately because we went from Mindhunter to Euphoria. Yeah, I and started we were like, that. We yeah. need like a palate cleanser here. Yeah, there's a bunch of shows I've started. I started Euphoria. I started Swamp you- Thing. I started like a slew of things Euphoria, I just like- haven't gotten back to yet. Yeah. I was trying to think on the way here. Like, I know I've watched TV this week and I can't remember anything I've watched. I want to, I just recorded the new American Horror Story. I want to watch that. I haven't that. Seen, watched the episode yet. I I've heard been, it's fun. I just got back today. So, <laughs> did you watch it, Nay? No, I'm waiting for um, last season to come out on Netflix. Oh, that's right. You did, yeah. yeah, it's super. I was going to say it's like days yeah. away. I'm trying to think if I watched anything. I also did like, so I've done a slew of film festivals. So I got to see a lot of amazing movies oh, cool. recently. Um, and I'll just, I'm just going to have people look them up. I'm just going to say the titles. I it, i loved all of these. Um, Daniel Isn't Real, which everyone's talking about. Uh-huh. And Egypt Mortimer's new movie. Um, I really loved Knives and Skin, Jennifer Reeder's new film. Ooh, I've never even heard of it. It's, uh, Love the title. It's basically Twin Peaks in a high school in 2019 is sort of what I would compare it to. Okay. Um, I saw a documentary called Cassandro the Exotico. And if there's any Lucha Libre fans out there, they will know who that is. But that documentary was incredible. Um, and then I saw a documentary called We Are the Radical Monarchs, which oh. was incredible. Mm. Yeah, it was wonderful and just gave me hope for oh like, my God, the you're next smi- generation. You're, like, you're smizing right now. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that group of young folks, like, they are un- they are unbelievable. It's incredible. How is just reminded me of the exact opposite type of documentary that I watched this week. Which was? And I need to find the title. I also loved Hail Satan, speaking of other documentaries. but Oh my god, I was in a meeting the other day, and you came up. It was at Blumhouse TV. Oh. And we started talking about that documentary. Oh, man. And I was I like was quoting you like verbatim from your one interview where you were talking about how like the Church of Satan is like a really great thing. Satanic Temple. Yeah, Satanic Temple. Separate things. It's like... <laughs> A really great thing. And that yeah. there's, you know. Um, yeah. What is the name of this documentary? Oh. This so is why I have to keep lists. So it's I on, can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's called Roll Red Roll. And it's about the Steubenville football team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like 2013, 2012. Essentially, a girl was mm-hmm. gang raped at a party. And it was a bunch of the football players. Yeah. At a high school called Steubenville High School in Ohio. Chelsea and I are both from Ohio, so we're both very yeah. aware of this school. It's a very small school that literally like is the spitting distance from Pennsylvania in the heart of like Appalachia. Yeah. And, spitting distance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very football heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's essentially football's life. Yeah. Um so it was kind of a just just a you know, one of those stories where the yeah. boys were protected. Yeah. And Tales there was like time. a lone detective trying to like actually do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and he was oh, a man. person of color. 
of course, trying to do the right thing. But it was also really, it was tough to watch because it was like you were watching these interviews with these football players talking about the night it all happened. And like one of them being like, I was just so upset at my friend for doing what he did. And then like, you see his text messages mm-hmm. and like, I'm sorry. I know they're teenagers and I know this was six years ago, but like at this point, if you don't know that the police are going to look at your cell phone, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, they're going to look at your phone, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. and like videos of the, of themselves talking about it. And oh my God. <laughs> laughing with glee about how the dead girl was raped. And just like, you know, the one kid being like, I was disgusted with my friend. And then you find out later in the documentary, oh, the similar thing happened actually three months earlier that no one reported. And he was one of the kids that the other Mm -hmm. girl accused, you know, so it's just, but it also touches on how anonymous really broke the case worldwide. Uh So it became a thing. So then a bunch of women in the town and around the country were meeting and protesting in front of town hall, essentially. But a bunch of women in the town from ages like 20 to like 70 were telling their stories essentially about the same thing that happened to them in the same way through all these different generations. So it like brought a community of women together, essentially. But it like, it's yeah. still such a shit show to watch. It, yeah. It's just. I, I highly recommend it, but I give a giant trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. Like a giant trigger warning. I will uh, make a note for that. But I like the, see it, but yeah, it the, intense. the thing that stuck with me was like this case, knowing this case was so huge. It's crazy that like, like seeing it this way, like the kids getting caught and essentially getting convicted of rape mm-hmm. and the videos getting out of them acting like complete fucking crazy people and like saying all these nasty shit you it it, like it doesn't deter anybody you know what i mean that's the thing that i take away from it more than anything is like fuck that's scary yeah yeah because you still hear about it and six years ago is such a long time in this world anymore um right i can't believe that's been six years ago now that you say that it's like seven actually it was 2012 case broke in like 2013 and then they were convicted in 2015. I think they're both out already because I yeah. think they both got like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love I love documentaries, and I've seen a lot of like really dark documentaries, mm-hmm. especially in college. And now when I watch that stuff, I have a really hard I have a hard time with some of that now. Yeah, um, huge trigger warning because yeah. it's it's tough to stomach. Yeah, um, and I and me and also, I guess it feels a little more removed when it's like. Because I love true crime too, mm. but that feels, yeah, different formats. Yeah, <laughs> I just actually definitely just, different formats. I actually just listened to um, Root of Evil. Have we talked about Root of Evil? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, I someone recommended Root of Evil to me. It's a podcast, and um, uh, is it Black Dahlia? It's yes. It's about the the Black Dahlia murder, and um, basically, it's this. It's told from the perspective of this family who realized that, or basically through discovery within the family, um, that the great grandfather of the women telling this story was the black Dahlia killer. Right. And, um, I started listening to it. Yeah. George Hodel. And it was honestly like, I think it's eight parts mm-hmm. and it was one of the most like disturbing things I've ever heard. It's two sisters, right? Two sisters. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cause there's a lot of true crime now because it's such a yeah. highly, it's like the most listened to type of podcast anymore. Yeah. So there's a lot of it. So I like, sometimes can't. 
yeah. keep track of what is what. No, no, there's t- there's so much, but like um, this one, the the two, it's just so interesting because I've never heard, I have yet to hear one where it's them basically George Hodel's son like sort of heard this rumor and was like, well, I want to prove that my father isn't the Black Dahlia killer. And, and then, then finds out that, that he is. is. Yeah. And so for a family to be doing this research and find it out and basically like, I highly recommend it, but it is very difficult to listen to. Um, some things that happen to the members of the family, you think, Oh my God, that's such a horrible thing to happen to someone. And then something worse happens. And then something worse happens to the same person. Mm-hmm. You're like, how can their, this person's life get any worse? And then it does. Um, and Oof. it's really hard. Like the first couple episodes are really hard to stomach. Um, but by the end when it's like, they're, after you're listening to it, you're like, there's no way this person isn't the Black Dahlia killer. Right. And the fact that like proving it and putting and closing that case hinges basically on cross-checking um, DNA and then the LAPD just like won't do it. Why? So you listen to the podcast. You'll see, you'll hear why. <laughs> Interesting. And when I heard that at the end, I was like, what? That's <laughs> insane. Um, and then there's another podcast out right now that's kind of similar. It's about I think it's someone's daughter mm-hmm. investigating her dad, oh, who was like okay, a serial yeah. killer. And I think he was based out of Ohio. Oh, shit. Okay. Ed something. Does that ring a bell? And like how they would move, the family would move like every oh, few oh, months. Sure, sure. Yeah, because yeah. Because he was I've killing somebody yeah. in each city and then would have to like move, move. away. Yeah. And then he would just do it all over again. Right. And the kids started realizing as they were like teenagers and like young adults. Yeah. That they're like, I think our dad killed all these people. Because we were living there at the time that this person died. So they started connecting. I think the Paramount Network had a show, though, about this guy. But there was, like, Mm. a private detective that was trying to connect him to, like, all these really famous murders. Like, also saying that he killed John JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, whoa. And, like, uh, Chandra Levy. (laughs) And I believe Lacey Peterson. Yeah. So, but it's, like, he actually killed Real people, but this guy, for some reason, was trying to tie him to famous cases. Yeah, yeah. But there's a podcast about the actual. The actual one? Yeah, that like, I don't know. I started watching that show because I am addicted to true crime. But after like an episode, I was kind of like, you're a dick. Right. Because like he actually did kill these people who weren't famous or their cases didn't become famous. And like you're trying to glob. Yeah. It just felt felt weird. Yeah. Like. Well, I think think that um, the Mary Heron show, the night, is it the night of? The one on, that was on TNT with Chris is, Pine. Yes, yeah. is what Root of Evil. They, yes, they based yeah, it's tied right? to that because yeah. I think at the beginning of each episode they're like, "Go, go, listen go, watch the show first. And a very, have... a very different kind of true t- crime thing I'm listening to is Disgraceland. Never heard um, of that. Yeah, it's this uh, guy named Jake Brennan, and it's um, a, it's see a, a comedian. No, no, it, but it's a true crime podcast about musicians oh. and like the trouble they've gotten into. And people that have been, you know, accidentally murdered or things they've gotten away with. Okay. And it's, it's, <laughs> and just, and just musicians behaving very badly oh my God. and sort my of musicians behaving badly. That's a sitcom. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> but it's so beautifully written and beautifully told. And he just like tells this story um, about, and it's, I think they're about to start season four. Oh, I wow. Think, okay. of it. And they're, and they're, Little tidbits. They're like 30 minute episodes. So it's Those like a perfect. quick one. Yeah. What was the Golden State Killer one that we loved? Man in the Window. Oh, I just read the book. I'll be uh, I'll be gone in the dark, which I think you told me about the, to read to listen to the podcast. Yes, because the podcast is Oof. fantastic, frightening, scary, haunting. Oof. But what I always go back to about these type of podcasts is it's narrated to perfection. That's the best. That and that's the 
only way I can listen to a show. And I've actually become biased in a lot of these podcasts when it comes to the narration. I can only stand a woman anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the woman in Man in the Window because she's so fucking good. I hear a man's voice and I'm like automatically yeah. sucked out of the podcast. I have that one so down good. to watch. You're going to love it. I feel okay. that all the time about men speaking always. <laughs> I like crawl under the Can't table. Can't hear anything. <laughs> Did you remember what what you Just watched? <laughs> um, I you know what? I'm gonna only laugh at you doing that. <laughs> um, I did watch some of American Horror Story Hotel. Mm. You go back to that one a lot. I, I do. I I do. Yeah. Well, a fr- I had a friend over, and that was their favorite season. So oh, I was like, fun! That's the one we'll watch. But you know, I'm trying to get ready for Apocalypse to get on Netflix. I really yeah. want to see that one. Me too. I stopped watching the show during the second season. So I have I a lot to catch up on, but I'm going to watch the new season. I struggled it's with Roanoke, but that was that's why I didn't reality see show one, right? Yeah. And now I wish I would have, because of course, Apocalypse is whatever I'm talking about. I love that one. I like them all though. You do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Brian I, is a big fan. I'm still sticking with it. So I've been still watching, but I'm just, I was shooting when Apocalypse came out. So I didn't yeah. get a chance to catch I, up. But. I'm going to watch the new season for sure. Cause it's a slasher. Oh so yeah. Oh I gotta, yeah. I got to start it at least. Give it a shot. Yeah. I even try to watch all three seasons of Scream oh, because I love Slasher so much. Yeah, but. Did you see? Did you watch Slasher? On I, that's one I still have never I attempted. I have it in my queue. I just keep. I just keep, keep staring seeing at, it. at it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I want to start you, but not today. I'm not ready. People love it. Yeah. So I mean, really dug it. Yeah. Anything else? No. Cute. <laughs> 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 Nasa's stuff is cute and genuinely means it. Yeah, I'm like, that's cute. Yeah. But Michael, for the longest time, I was like, I was being a bitch. I was, well, I was (laughs) thrown in the beginning. I was like, he's like, wow, you are a bitch. I'm like, no, I I really mean mean that thing is cute. Annie, um, Annie Rose Malamet says it's a, it's a dyke thing. She was like, she texts me and she's like, tell Michael that I also say things are cute, genuinely. (laughs) So I don't know. Cute. Cute. When are you doing your episode with her? I don't know about Annie. Oh, is she not? A, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Annie. Annie. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I would have Annie on any episode where she's oh, but she's in available. New York. Yeah, she's in New York. So mm. she is doing a... like a, a Just like a, a dyke extravaganza yeah, oh, yeah, episode. I, could, I think you guys were talking about that on yeah. one yeah. episode. Yeah. So I'm going to be away... And yeah. putting Brennan in the corner. Brennan's like, well, yeah, I was going to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I won't talk. And it's, it's going to be you. Is that the Ginger Snaps 2 one? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be yeah. you and Chingy. Uh-huh. And Kate. Friend, yes, Kate. Hi, Kate. Dyke Madden, Maiden. What's what's Kate's <laughs> Gay uh, Mafia. Twitter? No, no, no. That's like their name. But then their handle is like. Oh. Yeah. No, I know. I'm. I'm going to look it up. It's like Dyke something. <laughs> it's really funny. I love Kate. Kate and then our friend Amanda Fay. So it's going to be really good. I'm Excited looking up Kate's <laughs> handle. Yeah, Dyke Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know I saw that. Um, I don't know if it's like because I returned to Twitter old, but I always see <laughs> that highlighted name and think that's people's handle. And it's not. I do too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it should just be that way. <laughs> yeah, because we... All right, everyone get on it. <laughs> get it together. So we're here to talk about a great movie. What movie are we here to talk about, Chelsea? 
Jennifer's body. And I mean, normally I have a trailer, but I don't have my phone hooked up to Ernie's audio board. So, well, I, I just want to apologize. I want to apologize. I want to say, say thank you to all of your fans that have been so patiently <laughs> waiting <laughs> to talk about Jennifer's body. Yeah. And guys, it's a hundred percent my fault. Michael first told me about the podcast and I said, that's awesome. Um, if I can come on and talk about Jennifer's body, I would love that. Literally. And I like claimed it before mm, it had even started. Before the show had even started. And I need to thank Jordan Cruciola for also <laughs> allowing me to do Jennifer's body because I think she wanted to. And there was, I, I think, had already claimed I it. I think there's been about, <laughs> honestly, three or four people oh, who have asked to do it. I'm like, we can't claim. It's my fault. <laughs> um, Thank you for your patience. Yeah, and it's perfect timing because Jordan's doing her 10th anniversary well, screening yeah. in like a week and a half, oh right? It's God. on the 29th of it's September. Big, I think it's a huge deal. If you're in LA and out. have tickets, it's sold out, sorry. But yeah. if you're in LA and have tickets, hopefully we see you there because I'm going. Yeah, I'm you're going. going. Yeah. You're going. I won't be here. I'll be out of town. I know. I'm ha- out of town for like half a Beyond Fest. I was going to say, I have an extra ticket. <sighs> um, I bought, like, I literally saw that they were going on sale and fantastic. Is it Beyond Fest Beyond in the Fest. past? Like, I've literally gone to buy tickets and at 10.01, everything sold out. Every, yeah. That I've wanted to see. Or the sites crashed and you yeah. can't get on for like two hours. So I <laughs> managed to get on and I just bought four tickets. Yeah. So I was like, I'll get rid of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone will come with me. So I just bought four. Um, But. Karen Kusama and Megan Fox are going to be there. And it's the first time oh. I think they're talking in that forum. Yeah. I mean, because Megan, like they'll do there. There's, I mean, I've read tons of online interviews, but Megan rarely comes out and speaks about the movie mm. you know, in a setting, like in a formal setting. I really hope the queers show up that day and show her like how much she really is appreciated by yeah. her community. Yeah. We're going to be screaming the whole filming, the, the whole, whole film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole movie. Like we are right now. I'm so yeah. excited to talk about this guys. Yes. So Jennifer's Body, 2009, written by Diablo Cody, directed by Karen Kusama, starring Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox. What the fuck, 2009 America? What? Why didn't you embrace this movie then? For real. <sighs> yeah. Like, where to begin? I do not have a personal shady summary. I don't either. However, um, I have a little one. Brennan, one yeah. Brennan told me to pick my favorite from our Facebook fan club. Oh. Uh, Brennan will post and then people post their shady summaries. And the we get one some I really good ones. so funny. There's so many really good pull ones. Up one that was tweeted to us yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. For that one. Um, but this one is by Craig and it says the perfect amount of time for Chris Pratt to be in a film. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah good and then yeah. let me find the one that someone tweeted to us yesterday and it like got a really good response let me see here where is it i can read mine while you're looking yeah i want to do something really like i'm, I'm p.s not a writer apologies to everyone yes you there. are but i no no, no. you're is. the writer um i just want to do something very like uh fun i guess and a little because I love this movie so much. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's really stretching the sentence requirement. Um, but I said, I wrote, uh, bros be warned. This isn't the play, playboy spread you hoped for. She goes through the trees and will bring you to your knees. She'll get you hot and then eat your heart. Ah, I love it. For real though. She's through a writer. Through the fucking trees. Through the fucking trees. Through the trees. Oh. <laughs> Kill me if I ever have to listen to that music. I have it. I have Do it too. Do you want me to play it? Oh God. 
So someone tweeted I listened to it all the way here. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> I still need to read that article that someone wrote about like the best fake band ever that was at. <laughs> Of the so of the time, but ahead of its time, someone wrote an article tribute to them yesterday. Oh my god, amazing! Um, about like the, the best band fictional actually, band, the band ever. Did, did the song that. or just through the or just low like shoulder? The, the fictional band. I think he's the the person that wrote the article. Um, said like the best fictional band, which has some ever. of the real band though that that, that did that song is in oh, Jennifer's really? body. Yeah, so it's part of the actual band, and then Adam Brody bringing his like. Is his, that really like, him singing? No, it's, it's I was going to say, because I, I so. no. when we watched it for my birthday, we did an outdoor screening of this for my birthday, and Nane, Chelsea were both there. I was dying laughing at him because I was like, this is <laughs> such bad lip syncing. And I was like hoping I was wrong. But no. but he does do that like good crooner 2009 oh, so so body good. tilt while playing the guitar and singing into a microphone <sighs> while he's wearing eyeliner, which is so hot on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, eyeliner's yeah, hot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, what's the one you have? So this is Terry Mesnard, and I'm sorry if I didn't say your last name properly. Jennifer's Body, the movie straight people let bomb so they can write articles about it why it's actually pretty great 10 years later. (laughs) And I actually had one in the works very similar to that, so I'm going to piggyback off Terry and say Jennifer's Body, the movie that 10 years later only cool straight people get. (laughs) Also true. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Because it's true. There's still people that are like, why do you like that movie? And I'm like, just watch oh, it. Lord. Like, what is wrong with you? It's perfect. It is. It's so good. Yeah. Well, and I've also like, so I saw it the first time I saw it. I went to the Arclight Hollywood. You did? After work. Yep. Saw it September 2009. Is this when you were working for Jason Blum? Uh, or Judd Apatow? No. Yeah. It would have been, when would this have been? So Spring 2009. Judd. It would have been Judd. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't even, it was the opening Friday, I think, I mean, and not a lot of people right? were in the theater. It did. Um, and I watched it. I was like, this movie is amazing. And I turned to a girlfriend who I went to see it with. We're both like, oh, my God, this this is amazing. Like, why isn't anyone talking about this movie? And then I immediately walked over to Amoeba and bought the soundtrack on oh, CD. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was one of those that said um, – it actually said not for, not for retail sale. It was like a um, – uh, 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 a sample like that was supposed to be sent out, I guess, for promotion is for promo use only. And they were, but they were selling it like someone mm. must have sold it. Or I don't know, but I got it and then obsessively listened to it. And I had the DVD and got the, and had the Blu ray and I would watch it like maybe every year, maybe twice a year. I just mm. was obsessed since I saw it. And it was also really hard to find at one point on to rent or to mm. buy. You couldn't get it. Um, and I've also since like, uh, a, a lot of people would say, oh, Jennifer's body, like would naysay. And I've converted some people. I was like, you don't understand. Watch it now. And about, and there's been some women that like haven't liked it. I was like, you don't understand. Like watch it now. Watch it today. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of – I'm like, give it a second chance. Like I don't – or they hadn't seen it and just – because – which we'll get to about the advertising yeah. and all that. But – um, and they're like, oh, no, that looks – you know. And then they saw it and they're like, oh, I was wrong. You're so right. Yeah. Like, no, I haven't encountered anyone who's like, actually. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it made, I'm looking at it now. So it opened September of 2009, which I don't know why I thought it was earlier, but that just re- reminds me. So I remember watching it in my apartment that I moved out of December of 2009. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't see it in theaters. Cause by yeah. the time I wanted to see it or people had either said it sucked or it was already out of theaters. So I it must've been on home yeah. video already. 
because I watched it in my place that I lived in and I moved out of there in December and the movie came out in September Yeah, and I watched it on DVD. Mm-hmm. So it must've been like turned around really quick Yeah, because it only made $6 million in its opening weekend and it was a $16 million budget and it made, it grossed 31 million worldwide. So it lost money wow. by the time ad and advertising and stuff. Yeah. But I remember I didn't see it in theaters because my like closest friend at the time was this like straight bro. And he saw it and he's like, don't even fucking waste your time. It's fucking terrible. And like, I saw it alone in my bedroom and it was like, this is the best movie ever. I'm mm-hmm. so gay. And it was a <laughs> moment that you and I have discussed on the show before about like, it's like one of the, to me, it was one of those moments where it like made me really feel good about being a gay person. Mm. Like it just was like, this speaks to me. Like I know who I am while watching this movie. Mm. And it was like a good queer moment for me. Yeah. Cause I was like, this movie is so gay. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and like one of the turns was the advertising. Oh my God. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that for a second because do you remember the advertising at all? I, don't. I definitely didn't see it in the theater. Well, they have that, like the poster that everyone saw, but also the way the trailer was cut, they were, so basically like Fox Atomic was targeting, um, uh, like teenage males for this movie, even though, uh, Karen Kusama and Diablo's goal is like, this movie's for teenage girls. Like this is for women, but the studio didn't think so. And so they went on this. Yeah. They were like, look at the hot girl you cast essentially. Cause and also they're going off of, they're like, Oh, well, Megan Fox is a sex symbol after transformers. That's why we want to get all these guys to come see her. And I guess, and I know they did, um, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just unhinges her jaw. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and they, so, Fox Thomas just completely missed their target audience with it. But I guess like I was reading um, a variety article. Uh, I don't remember even when it was from a couple of years ago, I think where I guess they did um, a test screening and oh, I heard for about young, this. like a lot of the audience was young men and the, they were just saying like Karen Kusama and Diablo Cody were like looking over the cards. Cause you fill out these cards when you go to test screenings, the audience does. And there's usually like a talk back, um, and then the company that's putting on the screening, they'll they'll take those cards and make sure the the um, filmmakers and the studio gets them. And like a lot of the comments were like, "This needs to have more boobs in it," and like things like that. Like, I remember really- my friend who I'm not friends with anymore. No, let's make that clear. <laughs> Being pissed, he didn't see Megan Fox's boobs. Yeah. I'm like, why did you think you were going to see Megan Fox? Well, the way they advertised the movie. That's and that the was thing. exactly it. He thought he was going to see Megan Fox naked for half. They the made it like, yeah, exactly. They made it. And even with the, the poster and stuff, and they just were completely yeah, sexualizing post- a, what's supposed a teenage girl. So it's like as fucked up as that is. Um, and yeah, I was, I, 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 but for some reason, I guess I didn't even, the poster I didn't even I wanted to see the movie when I saw who was making it yeah because I was even though Anne Flux like totally tanked I was a fan of Anne Flux like I loved and and girl fight and girl fight and I, and I actually I love Juno I love Juno I love everything she yes. writes actually She's a young adult yeah like, I'm a huge fan I just love her voice yeah. yeah and so I was like oh yeah of course I'm gonna go see this and um and then when I was I was like why isn't anyone going to see this and yeah, and looking back on it, 2009 is not that far after Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing how studios work because you would think the natural inclination would be like target the same audience that went and saw that movie and just tell them it's like a gory, scarier, funnier mm-hmm. version yeah. of 
a teen comedy. Because mm-hmm. like that same audience would have gone and seen Jennifer's Body had it been advertised towards them. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That movie came out today. It would be advertised. There'd be sections of it online advertised towards women. Yeah. Gay men would have their own advertising on this movie. No fucking doubt about it. They would just send us <laughs> gifts and be like, you're going to see the movie? Like, yeah. Don't send us a trailer. Just give us a half a second gif and we'll be there. Is yeah. Gif or jif? I always say I it wrong. Girf. I say everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And but also, it's like teen boys. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, and also I, ha- I, I think I'm – God, I could have swore that there was – Oh man, I can't remember. This was so long ago, but I like vaguely remember there being some like to. Oh, I may be making this up. I ha- I should Google and see, but I I thought I remember there being like a promo thing that Fox Atomic did that was like making it look like like an amateur porn thing with Jennifer's butt. I feel that? like Megan Fox talked about that in that Variety article because that was one of the few. Oh, maybe that's where I'm pulling articles yeah. with her and Karen talking about it yeah. together. And it, like it was like the I article, remember, I, but was it the Variety article, right? They did an article kind of about how like this movie is starting to have its moment. Well, they did like one. All of a sudden, yeah, ago. they were doing one. BuzzFeed did one because uh-huh. basically they're like, this movie's always been this movie, but this is it's always been the same thing. It's just now people are rediscovering. And I think it they're and, just figuring out too that with the just the push of social media that yeah, like queers and women had a platform to tell each other, to talk to each other about it as fans. And then they, people started realizing, Oh shit, more people like this movie than I thought. Yeah. So for the longest time I thought I was the only person in the world that liked that movie. And then now it's hearing it's warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. And it actually like warms my heart to kind of hear like people be like, you're an idiot. If you don't like Jennifer's body, okay. <laughs> it's true. Like, you hate women. If you don't like seriously, body. I was like really nervous when I did it for my birthday. Cause I was afraid somebody would start making fun of it. And I would like get up and throw my chair. <laughs> Kick him out of your room. Like I made Brian leave. Okay. So Brian Fuller was there. Yeah. And he like said he had to like sneak out halfway through the movie. And he just texts. I get like, he doesn't say bye to anybody. He ghosts. He ghosts. And then I like look at my phone and it's from Brian. He's like, it just said, nay made me leave. (laughs) (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) It's just his sense. I love his sense of humor. And like you, I legit like get his texts. You, you two and him. And there's like one or two other people where I legit get texts and I literally do laugh out loud. (laughs) And I got that text and like legit LOL. And then I looked over at you, nay, and you were just sitting there watching the movie. <laughs> and I was just imagining you telling him to leave. Like time to go. Mm-hmm. Time for you to go, Mr. Your time Keller. here is done. <laughs> so when we watched it together, mm-hmm. what did you think? Of that time just specifically? Like, it was the first time you had seen it in a while, right? Because I know you rewatched yes. it since then because mm-hmm. you're amazing. They watched it again this week. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance to, so I'm glad we did that. Yeah. I realized in that moment too, it's such a great communal movie. Oh yeah. It was super yeah. fun to watch in a group. So like, I'm super excited for the screening in like right. 11 days. I don't think I, I didn't get a chance to revisit it. Oh, you since. had to leave. Yeah. Too. I had to leave, but I, the last time I saw it was, I think was it last year when they screened oh, um, they did screen N- it. near dark and Jennifer's body oh, together right. at the new Bev, uh, which was amazing. And how was that? Like, was it, it was awesome. Like, Crowd like everyone stayed for both, for movies. both movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's near dark is tonally they're they're so different. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, seeing it and you know it's funny there were people who 
I had watched it with in the past that were coming out. Everyone, we were all talking to each other. And were you, I thought, were you not there? I thought you. I don't think I was oh, there. Okay. Yeah. I could have swore you were there. <laughs> I don't remember. Being there. But anytime it screens, I like try to go out and see it. Um, and uh, I also got um, so uh, Kyle Gallner, who plays Colin Gray in the movie, had um, uh, auditioned for me for mm-hmm. one of the movies, and when I. So we we he, he had auditioned for the film, and then um, we ended up uh, getting together after that and just having lunch. And I think we like we closed down a sushi spot because we couldn't stop talking about making movies. And and then I just really geeked out so hard. I'm like, listen, I gotta talk to you about. <laughs> He's like, oh really? I was like, you don't understand, <laughs> like <laughs> what this movie means to me. And and then you know he was sort of talking a little bit about the experience and and it just sounded like uh, pretty incredible and I and I also told him I'm like I would like I have such a warm spot in my heart for Colin Gray like I was like oh man I wish I would have gone to high school with Colin Gray um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just fangirling out so hard and he was so nice and so gracious about it but I was like really geeking out but yeah. we are friends now and he's very tolerant of my every time I'm like Jennifer's body or like I'll I'll do uh, uh, anytime I'm watching it I'll like send him a text or do a do a gif on Twitter about it because <laughs> there's ones of him I love people that appreciate the fact that people like their work though and I think it's got to be kind of nice to be in a movie like this where it was kind of like essentially shit on. Yeah. And, and then, then like nine, ten years later, it's like, wait. Yeah. This is kind of having its moment. And there's like a part of me that's hoping it leads to even something bigger, like whether it's not it's like a sequel or right, right, a remake. Although I'd hate to see a remake in a way. But I love that it's a Jennifer's Body TV show. Let's read oh my that God. next. Um, but let's maybe talk a little bit about the actual movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dig Speaking in. Speaking of Colin, just because there's not a real okay. So for anyone that hasn't seen this movie, pause this now and go see it because right. like find a way to watch it because it's amazing. But the gist of it is Jennifer and Needy are two best friends. They could not be more different. And Needy is played by Amanda Seyfried, who lives with her hardworking single mother who works the night shift. So Needy is essentially left to her own devices most of the time. And her mom is played by Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris, which right. I completely forgot about. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and Jennifer is your, for lack of a better word, your stereotypical like hot chick in a movie like this. She's like the cheerleader. She's the girl that walks down the hallway and everyone turns their head, including women. Mm-hmm. Um Either because they're sexually attracted to her or they're jealous. Um, But we're all sexually attracted to Jennifer, let's be real. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially, Needy does whatever Jennifer wants. And Needy's boyfriend wants to hang out. They had plans to hang out. But Jennifer wants to go see Little Shoulder play at the local bar because they live in this tiny little town. And of course, Needy ends up going with her best friend. Bar burns down. Mayhem ensues. Turns out the band is a bunch of... What's the word? I don't want to say Satanists, but is that how they're? Is that uh, how they're? I mean, they no, uh, they they are strictly using uh, black magic for yes, success. Yes, that's a good a deal with I, the devil. Yes, they're making a deal. With they the want devil. to make a deal with the devil to have fame and success. So they're gonna they need a sacrifice of virgin, needy, trying to protect her friend. <laughs> Overhears them talking shit about Jennifer, so she goes up to them and says. She's not a, you know, she's not a whore or whatever she says. Yeah, she's she a virgin, virgin, which yeah. actually is like. Because she's not even a backdoor virgin. Yeah. Thanks, Roman. <laughs> oh, my God. Such good dialogue. Live for Jennifer. And 
I love that this is like immediate. The first time watching this movie, it was like, to me, it was like the first time in the movie where I'm like, oh, I get what they're doing here. They're flipping the conventions. So essentially, this band thinks Jennifer is a virgin, so they're going to sacrifice her. And because she's not a virgin, the sacrifice doesn't work. She turns into a succubus and she starts eating boys and everyone loves a girl that eats boys. Right. (laughs) So speaking of her eating boys, are there any good boys in this movie? You like Colin. I like Colin. I mean, I like Chip. Do oh, I, um, I, I like Chip? He's so sweet. He doesn't really do much, but he's sweet. Yeah, but, you know. I appreciate that though, and here's why: because it's usually the other way around. Yeah. What he, he does too much? No, well, that and it's usually the girls are servicing the guys in these stories, mm-hmm. and he is literally just servicing both of them. Where we needed needy, where we needed to see needy as far as her emotional state was. He was kind of like her sounding board to get that information sometimes. And it was kind of refreshing to see because I also think that was a specific choice on Diablo and Karen's part, not to underwrite characters, but to be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, like this is a women's story for women by women. And they take and and they take such it's so Jennifer and Needy's story. Yes. Like they take such a backseat, even when they are present, they're mm-hmm. not the star of the scene. But Diablo Cody is such an amazing writer yeah. that she still manages to give these characters moments and just personality. Yeah. And Jennifer's so, even though she's sort of portrayed as this like stereotypical bombshell, quote unquote, she's so incredibly smart and mm-hmm. they're like showcasing like, yeah, it's not just a, like, so there's more than just this surface level right. thing. And that's one of the things like I love about her so much. Um, and, uh, and I also love how it showcases and does a very good show job showcasing, uh, which is, this is part of the tagline, the hell of being a teenage girl. Uh-huh. And it's also showing that through possession, but you're seeing two sort of totally different versions. One, with needy and one with Jennifer, but it's like, I can relate to both things happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I just, uh, and I also love how it's just because now that you've summarized the movie, now I'm thinking of all these things. So you guys have to like interrupt me. No, go in. for it. Um, uh, I love how, um, uh, how they chose to portray, uh, sex and talking about sex in this movie. Like sex positive. Yeah. 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 I thought, especially with like, um, when she's talking about, you know, they're so casual about talking at it, we're talking about it where it's not such like a big thing and uh, they're not trying to make a big dramatic showcase out of it. It's like, oh yeah, they're teenagers. We're having sex. We're horny. Yeah. And he's yeah. having sex with Chip and, you know, it's like not, not a big deal. It's just like a normal teenage thing happening, um, which I, I really appreciated while, while watching it. When I, Nay, weigh in because um, you're Nay, but I also like just love that Instead of presenting Jennifer as the stereotypical in these movies, a a male would present her as, for lack of a better term, slutty. Mm -hmm. And Karen and Diablo present her as she knows who the fuck she is. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But but still, and still slutty. Slutty is one of the things she knows she is. But it's not a negative. No. Yeah. She owns it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, do you agree with that? I mean, I I love that about her. Like, the backdoor virgin line (laughs) is hilarious (laughs) because it's so, like, yeah. It's a clever line, but it also is like, it's so to me, it speaks volumes about the person Jennifer is. Yeah. Yeah. She has no shame and, and she it, shouldn't. In 2009, if you're casually mentioning anal sex mm-hmm. as a 17 you know year who old, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fine with it. Uh, you like it. And I think, and like, it made me think back, back to high school. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for a moment. Um, 
but it, it made me think about we're the in this especially in 2009 I was thinking about we're in a culture that's terrified of women and terrified of young girls and I thought that uh just because of the power that we have um and I think that when I was watching this in 2009 I was like man I wish I had this movie in high school I would have loved to have seen that and I was like maybe that would have helped me navigate high school a little bit cuz both of them are like even though they're so different from each other, they're, they're best friends. Obviously they show the sandbox, like sandbox friendships. Um, Just cute. They're so, they're so different, but they both like know who they are, you know, which I thought I really appreciated that in it as well. When I appreciated the, the, the approach of their differences wasn't used in the sense where I think in a lesser film, it would be like Megan, has just known her so long or Jennifer has known needy mm-hmm. so long because of the sandbox. So by proxy, she is friends with her, but a lesser movie would give her three other girlfriends right. that she would be talking to all in their cheerleader uniforms. Yep. And needy would be the geek that the other three don't like and understand why she's mm-hmm. friends with her. Where here. It's like, this is my best like friend. Bitch. Yeah. 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 Like, and they both grew up to be completely different people. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, needy can be needy. And like oh, yeah. I love the yeah. I love the balls and like just the tits on Diablo Cody to just needy be like to, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, to just name her that. Like yeah. yeah, like for lack of a better term, excuse me, for um body parting that. Um but I love that she went there. Yeah. Cause like there's I don't know, sometimes like people do do that like on the nose thing and it's just like, ooh, you missed. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those moments to me, and Jordan Peele's really good about doing shit on the nose mm-hmm. that makes you go, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. We're like needy less. Yeah. Okay, you went yeah. there and it works. <laughs> and in the lesser yeah. hands, it wouldn't work. I love what you said about how another movie would have had like this other crew of mm-hmm. bitchy friends. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're yeah. just like genuinely are besties for and we life. don't need to see them being friends with anybody else because mm-hmm. and also like we also don't need anybody else no they have, they have each other and they have this like amazing relationship with each other yeah like another a lesser director would have been like well, where is the other group where are their group of friends at mm-hmm. why aren't we following their group of friends it's like we don't need them bitch. It's because i think it was annie <laughs> um on annie's podcast girls guts and jalo they did a jennifer's body episode and oh, i need to listen to it's that. so good and annie, i think it was annie and not her guest who said that jennifer and needy are in this like this like ds sm relationship <laughs> where there's like clothing protocol you know, where she can only yes. wear certain yes right out. it was so she's not allowed to show the tits because yeah that's, 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 that's her thing yeah yes because but midriffs is okay yeah. jennifer is doming you know <laughs> yeah 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 it's so funny that is so funny because it's so true, it's true. <laughs> And she doms her the whole movie until Needy like gets her mm-hmm. her own dom control. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so how does the fire start again? I'm blanking. It's like a a, an, a cord. Just, like, notice, yeah, it's like a behind cord the, the band, amp, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking playing. The as, wiring, like, <laughs> the wiring, we'll say. So I've always wanted to talk about this because just because what was the fire for? It's like the only thing in the movie that it doesn't mm-hmm. confuse me, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I'm, I, it's the one choice where I go, why did they do this? And do you think it's just to show Jennifer's blatant disregard for human beings 
essentially after yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I think even during they had to show how she was like transfixed. In tra- yeah. Entranced by this band, like some of their power magic maybe or witchcraft or whatever yeah. was already starting to work. Is that what you think that was? I'm glad you brought that up know. because to me watching well, it this time, she is so in yeah, control of who she is. It was the only part of her character that ever bumps for me. Well, I thought it was, she sees this band as her ticket out of here. Mm. Oh, good point it's her, too. It's her chance to get out of Devil's It might Kettle. be the black magic thing too. But I think it's like a combination of like them, you know, coming to this town and she's like, oh yeah, I think she even references like coming from the city or something like these guys came oh, from the yeah. city. And I think she sees them and she's like, maybe this is going to be mind, me one day. Can, I can get out of here and like go That's a really somewhere good else. Yeah. I think, um, what was my point? I just lost it. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right about it being some kind of ticket, but I think they had to set up a mood where, it became really obvious how different she was and how she wasn't having like You're right. normal reactions to things. And the school people are crying like, and yeah, yeah, everyone's right, wearing right. black and she's got on her like pink, pink. pink. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I think they had to set up that like that 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 feeling that ever that palpable feeling that people have after a large tragedy like that. Mm. And so yeah, it had to they had to just showcase how strange she was acting. And yeah, and she's in that like trance when like really thinking about sort of the like black magic, if they're putting like a spell on 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 her what, during the performance, or you know she's their target. Because um, even when they go out of the bar, she's, she's still she's kind, kind of, of like in, yeah. it feels like she's in shock, and then she gets in the van, and Needy yeah. watches her go, and I just like immediately thought about I'd be like I would be well, of course now we're talking like well anytime twenty nineteen doesn't matter I'd be like no. No, I'd be like she, can, she can't my stop. Up. Yeah, I'd be like, no, you're <laughs> coming out of here. Wait. Yeah, that, that to me was so scary to watch her get in that van, and you know, yes. like you immediately know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to get mad at a character sometimes for doing that, but then you start thinking about just the, that should happen. Shit, you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that shit happens, and like oh, you, yeah. you want to shake Needy, but at the same time, it's like, bitch, I could have done the same thing when I was sixteen. And as a, and as a teenager, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I got, and I yeah. was thinking about while watching this movie. Going to my friends and I back when I lived in Ohio used to go to North Carolina every summer for a week. And like six of us got in like these groups of dudes, strange van because we wanted to ride home from the bar back to our beach house. And like they ended up partying with us the rest of the night. (laughs) It was fine. But like looking back, I was like, fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Like literally a windowless white van. Mm. Oh my God. Like the epitome of like you're going to die. And just Uh. looking back, like doing it at the time, being like, well, it's a ride back. Yeah. And there were six of us that made that decision together. Oh and I remember one of us being like, well, we're all together, so it's fine. It's so, it's like, thinking about that is, like, so scary to me. Also, like, watch, re-watching the movie, now what really uh, scares me, I'll say, in this is um, when they take Jennifer out and they're going to, with the band, when Low Shoulder takes her and they're talking, you know, they're trying to figure out, that they pulled out the ritual from uh, the internet. Right. They, you know, and, that, and then they start singing the, the song to her, and they're laughing as they're killing her. Mm-hmm. And now, like, when I watch that, that to me is, like, the hardest spot in the movie to see. And I was like, these fucking assholes doing this, and they think it's so fucking funny. And I was just, like, watching this girl, like, beg for her life. Mm-hmm. And now when I watch that, I, I like, I struggle with that because that just really makes me sick well, to my stomach. Also, they can be fucking famous. Like the, the 
disregard for this woman and just for their success is like so fucking. Well, it's like a pre commentary on like the Weinsteins and Mm. people like that, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of people's experiences where people were laughing while they were assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. And like just even in 10 years, I think people are starting to realize like stuff that you didn't think. And we've talked about this here on the show when, when it comes to stuff like assault and murders like this, where 10 years ago, I think collectively a lot of people have been like, Oh, it's just a movie that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And then Mm -hmm. as stuff has changed and people have become more vocal about their experiences, these weird, these quote unquote weird things that have happened in movies. And I can't think of any specific ones we've talked about in the past, but 10 years ago, 20 years ago when the movie came out being like, that would never happen. And then realizing now, Oh, that shit happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And like watching that roll red roll documentary, the kids video themselves essentially doing the same Mm -hmm. thing as Adam Brody's doing in the movie. while This rape is going on. And like, it's hard to watch because you realize as you get older and as the times have changed and as people do become more vocal and start fighting back, the shit is real. And like watching it, this time I remember 10 years ago thinking like, look at these clowns and it's like, Oh shit, this guy's running 20 years from now. He'll be Supreme court justice. And that (laughs) one will be running a studio. And then, you know, like, yeah. And it's almost like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's such a, I don't want to say cool, but it's such a commentary. Yeah. Especially, but you just wish life ended the way the movie did with the credits. Oh my God. The credit sequence. (laughs) Like, and, and the fact that the power is passed on yes. that, that sh- of course that like moment that they have together. Um, and uh, if, if I remember correctly in, cause I read this script because again, I was, I obsessed about it. Oh, so I, you found the script. I found the script and it, oh God, if I remember correctly, the structure was a little bit different. Whereas the beginning of the movie um, was, Needy had the box cutters and she's like, they're for cutting boxes. And like, it starts with that scene. Oh, okay. Like, I'm glad they pushed and then that. Dipped, and I'm pretty sure that if I remember correctly, I was like, whoa, like I read it. I was like, holy shit. And that, and also how beautifully that whole um, climax is shot. Like literally that is like, just is like shot. Fucking walking through a fence. Oh my gosh. So and then, and then, and then Needy, then, then the reveal of her sort of levitating and then like breaks through and, and that, that post credit sequence is one of the best things, the way, the way they shot and just through and the credits, music. And there's the, you know, mm. and uh, her getting, that was Brian's her, favorite part. Her, she's basically getting her revenge. It's the sequel. On, yeah. It's essentially what would the sequel would be. Yep. If there yep. was ever a sequel. Yeah. Is Jennifer bad? A bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is movie world, so it's like fine that she's killing men that are innocent of something but not everything so they probably deserved it ultimately well even i well we never and we also never get to see rarely it's we are now but a little bit more get to see women be a quote-unquote villain like we just never get to see that and so i just thought that was so powerful when i first saw it i was like man yeah she's a badass bitch well that's why like (laughs) i don't understand these teenage men that saw the movie 10 years ago they love watching Jason and Freddie cut people up. Why L- the women fuck wouldn't they cut watch? women up. Yeah. yeah. These are women 
this is a woman eating people retal- in retaliation to like this traumatic event. I think they're just like, oh, that's not as cute. Because- <laughs> I mean, you're right. And like what mm-hmm. Chelsea said, they're Jason yeah. and Freddie are killing women. Yeah. 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 And also the idea of when we're talking about Jason and Freddie, those are other men killing them. These are women killing them. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of a sudden they're like totally turned off by that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you should be fucking scared of us motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> like I'm 100% down to watch any woman unhinge her jaw <laughs> anytime, anywhere to do anything. <laughs> so like, I don't really understand why you want to see that, but I do get, you know, they did definitely advertise it as though Megan Fox was going to be naked on a dock. The whole time. Mm. Well, Man. speaking of that, that scene when she's so they were swimming in the lake, close, oh, close set, so swimming in. Yeah, there's that beautiful like the the that over, the overhead that, shot. Oh my god! And hers, and then um, that photo leaked. So they 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 cleared the whole place, and she felt like there was someone still there. And when she got up on the dock, and she's like wringing her hair out, even though she's you know she Padded has and stuff. She has the like pa- the pasties on and the nude underwear, but. Um, someone took that picture and I remember that leaking oh, online. Me. Yeah. And that's the, and she had done, she, she talks about this and, and in one of the articles, but she talks about how she, that's the one thing she, she still had was like that privacy. She's like, even if I wasn't totally naked, that I was so exposed mm-hmm. and felt exploited. And I think I, I believe she left production to like recover after that happened, like after the photo leaked and they were trying to clear everybody out, but just this paparazzi like this camera person sneaked in and then leaked that photo and i was like like that that it's so disgusting to me that someone's going out and doing that and also again thinking back to the idea of this is someone who's playing a teenager right so um but yeah that that she's like that's the one thing i had like still to myself (sighs) and you took that away from me and she had to go and and you know sort of deal with that happening to her it was horrible. Well, she also like just got off of the experience working with Michael Bay, mm-hmm. who like <laughs> really fucked her over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she ended up doing two two Transformers for him. Like, she ended up going back and doing a second. But yeah, I don't he, like the- smeared her. Mm-hmm. Like, she did Transformers, did Jennifer's body have that experience happen? I think she spoke out about him, and then she it's spoke like, out you're about him now. after the second Transformers yeah, because she yeah. had an incredibly horrible experience again. She essentially yeah. was like, "I'm not here to like walk around for you." Essentially, mm-hmm. like yeah. she's like, "I know why you put me in this movie now, Michael." Like Michael Bay, not me. Like <laughs> you just want to look at me, and yeah. you want the camera to look at me. It's, it's and just. He yeah. treated her like shit. So then, of course, he smears her in the press for five years. And it's so incredibly – it's it's sad to see sort of what happened. You know, also with Transformers, you weren't – we weren't really given the chance to see what Megan Fox can do. And mm-hmm. Jennifer's body gave us that opportunity. <laughs> and to you're see like, she's, she's good. She's of. really good. She's incredible in it. And and it's – you know, and then I think she's doesn't act anymore. She's not – She's done that. some stuff here and there. Like she did the last season of New Girl, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and here I, and there, here but and not – Here and there does stuff. She's but just was a superstar and then – Yeah. Vanished. And like it's – ultimately is – it's so sad because like from a selfish standpoint, it, it robbed a bunch of – it robbed us of greater great performances from her. Mm-hmm. But it also robbed her of like her station – and like her career. Yeah. You know, like she had to completely switch gears, like mm-hmm. just like on a dime and like 
Jordan, who's doing the Q and a, Oh yeah. I've talked to her about it a couple of times and I'm just like, like, seriously, like, do, do like, we get you to say that we, we are all sorry to her. <laughs> like, and it's like Jordan and I, of course, like saying a little tongue in cheek because Jordan's like, I'm obviously not going to make it about that because yeah, it's a yeah, celebration yeah, yeah. It's for a celebration. Megan. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, well, that's it. We do owe her an apology. But, but that's it. It's like, we, <laughs> we took Megan we, Fox for granted. Exactly. And it's like, we want you like letting her know that like, so thankful for her, so thankful for this movie, for her performance, this character, and Amanda Seyfried as well. Like, especially for, you know, teenage girls, you know, all across the country for me to see something like, like, I wish I could have seen something like that in high school. And see, I, Satanic Panic, like the relationship those two, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ruby yeah. and Haley have in that movie, I cite, like, Very, this, that is yeah. my, like, love letter to Jennifer's body. Like, I made a point to really, like, I had the girl, the women watch the movie and told them, like, this is what, like, this movie is the main inspiration for my tone and everything with Satanic Panic and how, like, That's really important cool. it is for And did me. they both respond to the movie? Oh, they loved it. And, and, and had they had never seen it before? Oh, I, I can't remember if they, I don't think so. May, Ruby may have seen it or maybe oh, he, one of them may have so seen it. We love Ruby. Ruby. Oh my oh, God. She was like a row her. away from us during the screening. Oh, I just kept just looking amazing. over at her. She's wonderful. But, that role. Oh, oh, the needles coming out of the face. Everything. Oh, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nay and I had the best time watching that movie and we had yeah. Jordan in between us. Yeah. It was mad. That Could was you hear the three of us? Premiere. It was magical. <laughs> Was magical. I'm sure you could hear the three of us. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like screaming. At the There's Clark. I oh. know that was cute though. That was so cute. No, the fact that she got. Uh, I, it's, we're talking about Clark Wolf, who's one of my dear friends, and is in Satanic Panic. When she got that round of applause up on screen, uh, warmed my heart so much. And she was so good in it. She's oh so yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, so like, like a like a just like a cameo part, but she like really. Question. She did. I think she's like one of the only people that didn't have to audition. Especially since I know Clark as like this really sweet, genuinely caring person. And for her to just not play that like acting. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like she's good. <laughs> yeah. Like she's good. Yeah. Um so anyway, Jennifer's body. So what's the kill count? I'm trying to remember. Is it three? There's the uh, dude well, in the woods. Are we, ca- are we ca- oh, kill count? I was like, we're not counting the bar burning down, are we? No, right, Jennifer's right. kill count. Um, Jennifer, so uh, dude in the woods. Yeah. When all the animals are around. Oh my god. The uh, exchange student. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um, not all the guys are bad. No, no. He's just he's, he's, he's like she's little... hungry. Mm. He's her snack. Uh, right. Yeah. She was like, "Does anyone know you survived?" Again, okay. smart bitch. Though. Being smart. Like, right. Yep. She asked the perfect question before doing right. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know you're alive? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's really funny. If you think about it, <laughs> when you say it out loud, like mm-hmm. it's actually pretty smart on her part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. Something happened in her transformation where it was like when Eve ate the apple. <laughs> she's just like I know everything now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, and there's. Speaking of that, even though Always she's like, apple. <laughs> like reacts weirdly per se, there also is something a little breath refreshing when she's kind of like to the people in her class, like, fuck you. You didn't even know any of those oh, people yeah. hot making it about you. And it's kind of like, okay, I getcha. Yeah. You go girl. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's what I want my friends <laughs> to say after I died. 
to people. Be like, you don't even know her. Yeah. I'm oh, actually yeah. Herodane. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then Needy kind of does it too. Right? Because doesn't Needy eventually later in the movie yeah. after her and Jennifer have essentially fractured? Yeah. She's the one that, actually, I think she's the one that is like, you don't even know any of these people. Well, she yells at the, because they have the low shoulder shirts. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're like, how dare you say that? Because she like speaks out. She's like, hey, you know, they're actually right. horrible. What yeah. does Megan like, it's say? It's on their wiki. What does Jennifer say? About when she's, so she's drained. Mm-hmm. She needs to get another boy. And in class, science class, Needy says something about low shoulder. And I think it's the best insult. She, oh, this is what it is. She goes, yeah, that song's really poorly produced. <laughs> Did you hear me scream <laughs> when you we were watching it? I was like, that is such a fucking low-key awesome insult. Yeah. Like, the song is just really poorly produced. And she says it in such a way that it's almost like her mind just keeps walking. Yep. Yep. Um, I love both of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, both of them a lot. Like, there's moments where I'm like, needy! But I, she totally, she totally knocks it out of the park. And, like, you want her to win the fight, right? Like, I did. Yeah. Between her and Jennifer. You know she has to. She has right. to. Yeah, you know that's coming. You yeah, know Jennifer yeah. has to die. Yeah. Like, we can't keep supporting Every time I do habit. watch it, though, I kind of hope that, like, I found, like, a secret cut where they, like, decide, you know what? Let's just do this together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's have <laughs> you be vigilante. Yeah. Like, just eat bad people. Teeth. Jennifer's body crossover. Oh, yeah. If they both ended with them, because Needy ends in a car, right? Essentially before the... Yeah the tag at the end of the movie. If it was just her and Jennifer in a car and then mm-hmm. what's her face and what's her name in teeth? I don't know. Vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she ends up in the car and just looks at the guy that's like, you need a ride. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, just the two. I wonder if they're looking back on it. There is a lot of similarities between teeth and Jennifer's body and teeth came out two years before. I think so. So I wonder if, I wonder if Karen, I would love to ask Karen Kusama, did you see teeth and did it have any influence on Jennifer's body? I don't know. Or if Diablo did. And I don't say that as like they copied it. I say that as like just both movies with brilliant ideas. I I also love that how many, how many references to evil dead are in Jennifer's body. There's a poster and a t-shirt. And I thought that was really interesting of, um, within evil dead it's like this traumatic thing happens to this woman she becomes possessed and tries to continue the possession sort of mm-hmm. which i thought that was such of all the movies mm-hmm. they chose evil dead to have on the wall and which i i haven't looked up to see if there's any well diablo must be a big fan because you know she did a yeah. bunch of uncredited yeah work on the remake yeah like she essentially she didn't get screenwriting credit, but I know she did like one or two passes on it. And I know the biggest, pa- I feel like she essentially did. They were like, can you do a Diablo Cody pass? Mm-hmm. Essentially like make these characters right. just talk and pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause y- you can feel her influence on that movie when you watch it, especially mm-hmm. in the female characters and the way they speak. Yeah. Um, because they're serviced. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I, they, I'm, and then f- to credit Fetty, Alvarez, who directed it, and Sam Raimi, they probably were like, maybe we have an actual woman write Maya's character. (laughs) And they got one of the best ones they could find. Because Diablo Cody is amazing. And I remember when that was announced, people were like, what the fuck? Right. And guess what? It's considered one of the better remakes. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why. I wonder why. 
Um, and and the, so the scene uh, in the bedroom that with 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 the fight Jennifer, or with the make no no the makeout mm-hmm. that scene because um, I feel like you know you feel like that's coming like that's mm-hmm. going to be there like literally that's gonna you know and because you do feel like as you're watching the movie is there something more is there something more and needy mm-hmm. is. She absolutely is in love with one hundred percent, and I think know. she's sexually attracted to her for sure too. Yes, um, yes, and because we're, I think, I feel like society just automatically wants to code girls, especially young girls in high school, as straight. It's like just naturally coding that along. You know, mm-hmm. be like, that's how we're going to code gayest this. out of everybody. They're <laughs> <laughs> the gayest. Oh my goodness. They're the queerest. Sleeping in bed together. Right. Like, I, I mean, we, I'm glad this did come up because we have to mention um, just the like, <laughs> how often young queer women are in love with their friends <laughs> who are women. Um, sometimes queer women, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I don't know what I would have thought if I saw this in high school, but I would have definitely like watched that scene over and over again as many times as possible. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing that I, I, there's a couple things I want to, I'm glad we brought this up because I almost forgot about it of all things. It feels like one of those rare circumstances where the scene is not for anybody but queer people. Like that was. It's a, also not exploitive. Yes, I don't find it's it not exploitive. It was inherent to the story. Complexities of yes. sexuality as yes. a teenager. It's like showing that it wasn't too. two women making out for the boys in the audience. It was yep. for young lesbians. Like I one hundred percent think that. Um. Again, in a lesser person's hands, that scene would have happened twenty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. And to mm-hmm. connect with what you said earlier which I think I never thought of it until you mentioned this earlier. Megan, I keep calling her Megan, Jennifer being transfixed <laughs> in the bar. I think you're right. I think it's 100%. I don't know how you word it, but it's the band doing it yeah, to her because band. she's doing the same exact thing to needy in that moment. Yeah. Yes. So it like does definitely flow through the entire yeah. story. And it's not, I don't want to make that seem like, Jennifer's tricking Needy into no. making out with her. She knows Needy wants to make yeah, out with her. Yeah. Because they're they share brain waves all the time. They share yeah. like, just oh, I sense functions. that bitch is in the yeah, building yeah. right now. She's around. <laughs> yeah. They already knew. Yeah. Yeah. They knew. It's I love it. And I also love like Needy's reaction to it. Because she's like What the fuck? Yeah. It's such an honest. It's so mm-hmm. honest. And also, but she's her, she's like, what's happening? And maybe she's like a little weirded out, but also kind of excited about it. And like, I just, uh, yes. I, you really buy that. I absolutely. Uh, and buy I was that just going to say again, I keep saying it, but in lesser hands, yeah. there would have been the, what the fuck is happening? Followed by disgust. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about mm-hmm. disgust. It was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, and it was like, I don't know. And just, it, it's such a good, it's an honest moment, but it's not like a hurtful moment. Yeah. And Jennifer's like, Oh, come on, needy. Silly like, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, we've been wanting to do this forever. Like, you knew this was going to happen between the two of us right. eventually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a part of needy that's like, shit, I shouldn't have stopped. God bless them. God bless them. 
But, and then it's just, I don't know. I just love the honest conversation they immediately have right after that too. Like yeah. there's no time wasted in this movie. That's what I appreciate the most about this movie too, is like the script and the directing and everything is just so tight. There's not a moment yeah. to waste. Like they really take every second and give you something with it. It's yeah. just a perfect, it really is like a perfect movie. And I love the care. I just love all the characters, like even JK Simmons character. Mm-hmm. As teach, like they have all these like quirks and really, yeah. yeah. Things that you just beautiful wouldn't. casting. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, ca- I, the I casting just, top. And like even Amy Sedaris, she, I forgot she was in the movie, <laughs> but when you're watching the movie, her presence is so much bigger than she's actually in the film. And yeah. it's because even her little moments, they Karen and Diablo made them matter. Like yeah. she says one and, or two things where like Brian is like, holy shit, she's really funny in this. And I'm like, it's the writing. And you see how like, and cause she talks about being like, I think she calls herself a mama bear. to, mm, to Love that. And then she's working just like, she's working all the time to help provide for her daughter. And like that, as someone who comes from like lower middle class home, like that really spoke to me as like your mom going out and making the money and you're just, she, I mean, needy is kind of a latchkey kid because her mom's working all the time. Um, but doesn't resent her. Nope. And they don't sit there talking about where's dad. Nope. No. For the no. entire movie. Never even, it's never even on, <laughs> it's never on their lips. Never on the Men radar. Men don't never on matter except to eat them. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And like she goes and like puts the blanket over her mom and like, it's just such care. Like yes. that's the thing I love about this movie as I've gotten older and kind of honed my craft as an artist. Yeah. Like you, that I appreciate that more and more when I watch this movie now is I appreciate like the, just the care that entire production had. Yeah. Like they literally, I like, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like Diablo Cody just like literally went through that script and was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's make sure this is perfect. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's just such a, and there's even, such a delicate hand with the movie in every way. And it, yeah. And even if, if with something as simple as like the opening credits with like the, the calligraphy scroll of like mm. Jennifer's body, like the title, such a choice and the music choices. And it's, I, I remember when I got the soundtrack, I was like, Oh, kiss with a fist. Who's Florence, the machine. Like nobody knew who that was <laughs> at that time. Like she hadn't like blown up yet. And I was like, Oh, this, you know, there were some tracks that I just remembered. Um, and, uh, through your tree, through the trees is just, just the lyrics. Yeah. I wish Brennan was here to sing it. <laughs> I, I think they did like, I have to look back on what the article said, but it's like this, I think the band who either did this song or they, I don't know if it was like an open call for songs or they were looking for songs. Cause I know they worked with a music supervisor for it. Um, Test your reflex, I think was the band that it's that the song came from and some of the <laughs> band members are in the movie. Like uh-huh. we were saying, like with Adam, because it's a big band. It's like six people. Yeah. There's a couple of people there. And I also, I, the, they all, which is something I didn't notice the first time I saw the movie, but they have the crescent moon tattoos. Oh, they all have that. All oh, the band members see, have the, look at the crescent care. moons. Yeah. Oh, all that, yeah. So I can't, cool. Can't get it. Guys, I can't. <laughs> 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 so important. It's such an important movie. And I also think it's important to, a lot of people are asking, like, what are some of your favorite? I was asked this because I was just back at my um, college, and people were asking, what are some of your favorite horror movies? And I was like, well, you know, you list the traditional, you know, ones that you know all the fanboys list, but I, I, w- I think it's like I said, it's really important to list. Um, people forget to list new movies. Like everyone's always going back into the canon, right? Of the like nightmare, 60s, and, 70s, and 80s, Halloween yeah. And, and um, but I, I try to mention Jennifer's Body. I was like, I think that is such an important movie. Um, 
and one that I think we need to keep. Yeah. And I love that. It's part of the conversation right now in the conversation. Yeah. 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 Right. Nate? Um, mm-hmm. I found this great <laughs> quote that Karen, uh, Karen Kasama gave. Oh, perfect. Um, and then we'll go to pride flow. It's from a, Oh yeah. It's from a Buzzfeed article. I write a couple years ago. Oh, I remember this article it was yeah. the first time I felt like the movie was getting. Yes. Yes. And I believe Lewis, Lewis did it Lewis is, Peitzman yes. write it. Lewis He's Peitzman. a huge super fan. Um, and she said, I have long defined filmmaking and directing in particular as just a sort of long-term act of letting go. She said, it's honestly just gratifying that people are sort of reapproaching or reassessing the film. I like to just remind everyone that the movie is still the same. It's the same movie. It's the movie we always made. And it was the movie we always wanted to make. And maybe it just came several years too early. Oh, I love that. Yeah, which I thought. I was like, yep. And that's, that's why your exactly direction it. is perfect. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a smart ex- human. And I think they, her and Diablo made the movie along with Amanda and Jennifer that they, or um, yeah, that they wanted to make. And you can feel that throughout. And I think that's what makes, at least for me, resonate so much. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where I feel like when I watch it, you can tell they're all having a blast. Yeah. Like, and that, that matters when you yeah. watch a movie, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it get a pride float? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Yes. Then, now. Now. Forever. I think the float now is bigger than it was then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Grand Marshal? Oh, yes. Right? Good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in like New York or LA, but like Columbus, Ohio. Perfect. Grand Marshals. Columbus, Ohio needs Jennifer's body to come yes. there. Maybe Cleveland. Columbus is a lot more. Columbus is like the progressive center of Ohio these days. So maybe send them to Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati could use Jennifer's bodies in their life. And surprise enough, the guy was mentioning who told me the movie sucked from Cincinnati. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So Chelsea, where can we find you on social media? Yeah. And what do you have coming up? All the things I can put my notes away. Um, And thank you for bringing us this. It's just to keep my, my, I, again, just got off a flight. I'm like on the plane. I was like, don't forget, you know, get, get your shit together. Um, I feel like this is an episode that could go on for three hours. Yeah. That's long? why I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, on Instagram at Chelsea Stardust, Twitter at Stardust Chelsea. Do not bother with Facebook. I reject anyone who I haven't met that friends me on there. Don't, don't, do not even bother with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. May's not in her head. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, to recap a little of what you said, my first feature, All That We Destroy, is currently on Hulu. Uh, Satanic Panic is uh, in select theaters, but it's on VOD, digital HD, Bought iTunes. A copy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Uh, the Blu ray will be coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Next um, month, right? Yes. And uh, we're going to have a vinyl soundtrack I was just say, as vinyl. well cool. that's coming. And maybe a VHS for any VHS. Oh, cool. I have a feeling VHS is going to make a comeback. It's, it's, I mean, I rent V, I still rent VHSs at Eddie Brandt's in Burbank or in North Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and then I have a couple other things in the works, um, that I can't say too much about, but, um, they'll be there. All three things that I'm working on right now are all horror related. Of course. So, um, with badass female characters at the the lead. So, and that's it. One yeah, of these days we'll me. get our movie made. And I got to say, yeah, it's happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, and I'm so honored to be on this podcast. Oh, so glad Thank you're you so, here. so much for having me and letting me talk about this movie and waiting like basically over a year <laughs> to let me come on and do this. <laughs> 
I just loved when I found out you two met. <laughs> And I got texts from both of you saying how much you loved each other. I was like, it was my favorite. I was just instantly in love. And I was like, be cool. And I was sweating a lot. I was like, I saw her from across the way. I was like, and it was at the Egyptian. Yeah. It was at Etheria. For, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got really nervous. And then we got to reconvene at the Egyptian (laughs) for your premiere. I got to fan my face up. Yeah. Oh my God. I got literally, you your text for like three minutes apart. So. <laughs> I believe it. And I was, was like, hyped. so happy. I think I texted both of you then being like, I'm so happy that you both just text me. Yeah. Um, I love when friends I love meet each other and love each other and then become friends that love each other. Mm-hmm, and leave you out. Mm-hmm. They're like, bye, bitch. <laughs> Nay, where can we find you online? Uh, I keep, you're posting a lot of art lately and I love yeah. it. Did you see the painting they gave me for my birthday? I was there. I saw it. I was like, oh. My heart like skipped a beat when she brought Shut it. Up. And it's hanging on her wall in her living room next to a that poster of Laurie Strode from the original oh, yes, Halloween yes, that yes, they yes, only the made Mondo, 300 yeah. copies of. It's sitting right wow. next to her. Wow, Michael. Her in the closet. Yeah. It's perfect. Amazing. Brian hung it up immediately. Aw, y'all are so sweet. Mm -hmm. So where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. And her art's Gotti Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Michael Kenken. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. Follow Attack of the Queer Wolf Pack on Facebook. It's a community where you can talk and have fun. There's no bullshit there. Everyone's really nice. Mm Oh. Yes. Moderated by Brennan and our lovely friend BJ Colangelo, who oh, makes BJ. that shit I just saw pop. her in Ohio. I know. She sent me a picture of you guys at your screening there. Yep. And then she texted me a picture of her at your parents' house, yep. where I've never <laughs> even been. And I was like, so jealous. Soon. Yes. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ernie. Bye. Yeah, thanks, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie's the best. <laughs>